Hey, what's going on? It's Lucas from the Fantasy Football Fellas here. Just need to give a quick disclaimer before this podcast begins. Uh, while we were recording, our audio files managed to just stop recording on us. Uh, and of course, we went through an entire episode and didn't realize it until the very end. So, uh, do we, we're on limited time here. Uh, this isn't our full-time job. So, uh, thankfully, we had uh, another computer recording video in the background. So, you're hearing that audio. We're going to have much lower... Uh, audio quality this week. Uh, we're sincerely sorry for that, but uh, we still appreciate your loyalty, still appreciate your viewership. Just need to say the audio quality, the audio quality isn't going to be great this week, but we're working on a more permanent long-term solution for that. So thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for your loyalty. Uh, let's get out with another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast. Oh, Detroit. <laughs> Like thank you, you're you're like thank you for helping us win the division a little bit easier. But like, yeah, for fantasy, I I want to be a Swift believer. I do. I want to be a Swifty. Can I say that? Like, can I like can I take can I take a Taylor Swift fandom club and turn it into a DeAndre Swift thing? I want to be a Swifty. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Round two of the week with the fellas here on the Fantasy Football Fellas. I'm with Cam, I'm with Lucas, and of course, myself, Tyler. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Friday. Man, it feels so, so good. Synchronated. I love it. <laughs> We've been practicing all week. So <laughs> we knew that we needed to hit a high note uh-huh. for your Friday. So Exactly. I just knocked my mic a little bit. I'm sorry about that if you heard that. Um, should we just get straight into it? I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's I think the peop- give the people what they want on this uh-huh. fine Friday. And I think what the people want is another hot take. That's what I'm talking about. That's what yeah. they always want. Exactly. Some no, reason why they listen. There's no good transition, so I just had to do it again. Grip so. the wheel. <laughs> yep. And um, I can already hear the reactions in my head. I can already see the, the messages I'm going to get after this hot take. Um, but I'm excited on this one because this is I'm a nervous now. Oh, I'm this really nervous. One. Hot take uh, is going to go to the Chiefs and specifically Tyree Kill. Tyree. 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 I like I like Tyreek. Are we doing this just because the jersey's up? Absolutely. Kind of. Kind of. There's 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 a there's a reason to it. <laughs> a reason to, to it. it. To ah. Aha. Uh, my hot take is that Tyreek will finish outside the top five this year. Oh! I said it. Oh! Oh! He had to quickly say He said some wild things so far. Oh! He had to quickly get it out. Who do you got top five in? Um, it's not gospel. It's not gospel, well, right? So, like, Devontae, Diggs, Hopkins, Ridley, and Keenan Allen. Possibly Allen Robinson. When Fields, Fields is on the field. On the Fields field. is on the field. Mm. Um, no, I, I'll give you the stats. Um, do I, 
I'll give you the stats now, just so yeah, I can let's say. Just jump it, into so it. We'll, do it. Just, yeah. we'll start yeah. with the wide receivers with the Chiefs. We can't let them do it. Yeah, yes, yes, hundred percent. So Tyreek last year finished ninth in targets, fifteenth in catches, seventh in yards, um, I, second in touchdowns for wide receivers behind Devontae. The behind Devontae, um, he had fifteen touchdowns. And looking at his stats, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a, a, a much more consistent DK Metcalf type production where – don't forget two rushing touchdowns too. So Tyreek has 17 total touchdowns. That's, 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 that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, if we look at all five years that Tyreek has played in Kansas City, um, he was – his targets last year was too shy of his career high. He tied his career high in catches, and it was his career high in touchdowns. I get it. That Chiefs offense has plenty to go around, and it's pretty much funneled to Tyreek. And, I mean, Kelsey to get up the field, mm-hmm. and then Tyreek on a deep ball to just take the top off the defense. I get it. I get it. But something tells me that might have just been Tyreek's uh, year in between uh, his career, career, mm-hmm. part one, and part two this past season. That year uh, was not super, super great. Um, that season, he had 58 receptions. On 89 targets, 800 yards, seven touchdowns. Granted, only played in 12 games. So, you, can you really say that's an accurate measure for a, for an off season? Yeah. Probably not. But I go back to this. Ceh is there, and it seems like with. Andy Reid offenses, you have a pass-catching element out of the backfield. Which they want to do more mm-hmm. this season. Which they want Mahomes to do Mahomes and CEH have straightforward told the coaching staff, we want to pass them on the back more. Yep. Um, you, have another, you have arguably the second fastest receiver in the league opposite from you and Nicole Hartman. Who they want Michael. to get more involved yeah. this year. So Hartman figures it out, yeah. That's a big, that's a big thing. But I, I also want to believe that defenses are going to stop playing man coverage on Tyreek Hill. <laughs> They're going to figure out how to cover him. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> Why do we put our average speedy cornerback on the fastest wide receiver in the NFL and expect him to cover I, I imagine defenses starting to kind of figure out we need a shadow a bit on Tyreek's side. I mean, Tyreek will – most of his production comes from the deep ball. He will produce a little bit from the short, but it's not, it's not nearly as much as when he's going downfield and Mahomes is just chugging a 70-yard bomb with the wind, right? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't – Tyreek just does not do much with the short game. He has speed to get into open space and pick up yards and stuff. But he's just yeah, – I, he, I think he's a deep threat, and he's been very consistent 
with the deep field, the, the downfield production. And I think that halts this year just with new weapons that they want to get involved and defenses kind of figuring out. I mean, that man right there, that defense figured out how to, to, to stop Tyreek Hill from tearing that defense apart. Sure. So I know it's a, it's, it's a hot take. It's an unpopular take. That's why it's a hot take, though. It's a hot take for a reason. And with that, I end my little monologue on Tyreek Hill. That's fair. And I know you guys will still think that Tyreek finishes in top five. And if I'm quite honest, there's probably a better chance of Tyreek finishing in the top five than not. So it's a hot take. Yes, it's a hot take. It's a hot take. So, any thoughts that you guys want to add on Tyreek Hill? Are we starting there? Yeah, we'll start there. All right, we'll start with the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Sweet. In his last four seasons, he went 15 fantasy points, 20 fantasy points, 15 fantasy points, 20 fantasy points per game. So 15 points per game, 20 per game, 15 per game, 20 per game. So he's due for 15 per game. So if that happens, you're right, he's outside the top five. But I'm just the – thing, the thing that does scare me about Tyreek is 15 touchdowns is going to be a lot to keep up with. Yeah. And he's not like Devontae Adams where he's an unbelievable red zone target. You know, like all of his touchdowns are 35 yards because he's just so fast. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if, he, if there's any quarterback that can maintain that for a wide receiver is Patrick Mahomes. Right. But that would be what scares me off of Ty- or from Tyreek, but I still think he's going to be at least 16 for three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the I don't even have any notes on Tyreek Hill because he's just so good yeah. that I mm-hmm. don't think we need to really really spend a ton of time on Tyreek Hill. The only thing is we're all believers this year in the I'll I'll say the resurgence in some ways of Clyde Edwards Elair. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, bounce back. A bounce back season for him. Yeah, that's probably the best way mm-hmm. to put it. Uh, we're all believers in that and I gotta believe they the, vo- the the passing volume is just going to go down, I think. Um, and that's not really a detriment to Tyree Cooks. He's still the number one option. But I think, I think like you said, Cameron, I think I, there's going to be a regression there. How much, we'll see. But it's not going to be as drastic as, like, Mike Evans or right. DK Metcalf or um, some of those other guys going – you know, in, uh, some of the top wide receivers. Right? Tyreek Hill will still be wide. He'll still be top five. Yeah. But you can you can check us out on TikTok to see <laughs> us actually go into more detail about Mike Evans and DK Metcalf and why they're going to regress this year. So, and by us we mean Lucas. by Lucas. Yes. Well, to get into that, I got a whole <laughs> DK segment planned out next week. We have the NFC West next week. Uh, uh, make sure you tune in. I got DK Metcalf. I, I got I got some. Uh, yeah, I, I got yeah. some opinions. So. That's going to be. a That'll be a good one too, but um, we had a whole episode to finish here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we have two other teams to, to finish up on. So um, let's go to the guy that will be pretty much feeding Tyree Kill this year, and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um, do we really need to talk much about him besides the fact that he's our consensus quarterback one? Can I ask a question? Why we have him as our quarterback one, and like? Let's let's throw all the stats and whatnot out the window because Patrick Mahomes finishes like quarterback four last season. Yep. I know he. I think he missed. I think he missed a game last season. He was too, quarterback but... one in points per game. Okay, he was quarterback one in points per game. But he like twenty five point one, and I think Josh Allen twenty four point nine. So he's like right there with Josh Allen. So what are the odds Patrick Mahomes 
does not finish as quarterback one this season? If so, who would finish ahead? Of I would him? take. I think that's a question. For I would take the field over Josh, or over Patrick Mahomes. I would as well. Between and for me, it's between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think I think he has the safest floor out of any oh, quarterback. I absolutely. think that's why he goes so high because his floor is. I mean, he had a. I mean, by Patrick Mahomes standards, an awful year in uh, two years ago, 2019, and he was quarterback six. I mean, he only played 14 games, and he was quarterback six. So, yeah. you know his floor, I mean, that is, that is his floor. So, mm-hmm. you're, when you're taking him that high, you're like, all right, he's going to – and even then, he's still had multiple weeks over 25. So, he can still win you games. That's, oh, yeah. that's for me, why I keep him at my quarterback one. He just – yeah, he hasn't had a, a convincing quarterback one seat, like number one overall quarterback yeah. season. Since his fifty touchdowns. No, I'll give you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I ask questions. It's for like sure. for me, I have him at one because he's just the most polarizing player in football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to really give any other logic than that. Like if you want to put Kyler Murray ahead of him, that's fine. I had Kyler Murray ahead of Patrick Mahomes before I talked myself out of it and said, you know what, actually, do I really believe that? Yeah. Or am I just trying to be different? And I Patrick he's the most polarizing player in football. No question. That's why I have him mm-hmm. at quarterback. Yeah, I want I, I go back to when the Chiefs uh, brought in Le'Veon Bell. Up until that point, that that offense was was relatively steady. I don't think they were dominant mm-hmm. by any means. I mean, they won all their games, so they were good enough to win games. But it seemed like when Le'Veon got in, and then like Andy Reid tried to like incorporate Bell into the the yeah. scheme and stuff, it seemed like they just kind of like. It threw a wrench and everything. It it really did. Yeah. And I think I mean, Ceh saw it in. I mean, the run game in general just never got going after mm-hmm. Bell came in, and that, I don't think that's that's not on Bell. Yeah. That's just that's just how the <laughs> it's the entire offense. You can't just yeah. put that on one guy. So I think with Bell out, um, the the chance for a consistent run game is going to open up so much for Mahomes that. Mahomes won't have to feel like he has to go out and win the games for the Chiefs. Um, And the other thing, that Chiefs offensive line now, that revamped and reworked, remodeled, that's arguably a top five offensive line. That's scary. That's a scary offensive line. It may take a couple weeks to all kind of gel gel together. But once it does gel together, no one will be sacking Patrick Mahomes. No one. No. So it's not like – I mean, I even think back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When Mahomes – I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing time, it until that jersey time. comes down. <laughs> Mahomes was running for his life. Every play. Every play. So there's – what is a quarterback supposed to do? Well, and to be fair for Mahomes, he was two drops away from having that being a really competitive beat. Right. Yes. <laughs> he was. Right. He was. <laughs> right. So even when the offense was just, you know, sputting along and yeah. just you could never put together a good, complete offensive game, they made it to the Super Bowl. He yeah. still finishes quarterback four. And now you add in better offensive line and a what should be much improved running game. Yeah. I I really it's hard to bet against his I mean his floor I I will go as far as to say that his career floor was before I mean in his yeah. prime 
his prime floor is quarterback four, quarterback three. Right. He'll be a he'll be one or two. Yeah. I, I mean I agree. He's just so good. I mean, like the the throws he can make are the only other quarterback that can make the same throws that he was was Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I, I hate saying. Oh, it. I wouldn't even say that. See, Mahomes, okay. Mahomes could be. You're right. You're right. Flip Rodgers, upside down and well, sling the ball fifty yards see, downfield. But Rodgers has done that too. That's what uh, he just pulls he did it out it. of his career. Right <laughs> but he did that against the Chiefs, though. He did yeah. that falling down to Aaron Jones back in the end zone. Like, I just don't want to admit it. I know. Like, it was, I hate admitting yeah, it too. But Rodgers, Rodgers can make those throws. Like, but I, I, I mean, I think Mahomes is a better quarterback than Rodgers. Oh, it's just yeah. like. I just mean, like, skill-wise, like, some of the throws that he does make are just ridiculous. So he's going to get you an extra four point, three points a game just off of throws that he should not be making, right? You know? Yep. Yeah. All right. I think that pretty much yep. covered Mahomes. Absolutely. Um, I just had to ask the question. Let's, uh, let's, go, let's go to the other pass catcher. We're going to switch it up a bit. Okay. Normally we go quarterback to backfields. Right. Let's go quarterback to, to his, you know, left or right. Travis Kelsey. All righty. Um, He's good. He's our yeah. He's yeah. He's all right. You know, nothing. Yeah, might take him tail into the first round this year. Yeah, yeah no big deal. You know, tight end. Hopefully, he falls to the fifth where I can get him. <laughs> or I will to pay the price tag pretty penny for him. Um, is there any reason, or can you give me any reason besides injury that he doesn't finish tight end one or top three tight ends? If he he. He doesn't finish his tight end one if he catches less than eight touchdowns. Yes, he will finish within at least ten points of tight end one. Yeah, that is oh, what I yeah. think. Yeah. Like yeah. if he's not tight end one, he will be like tight end one B. Yes, know? it's not going to be like last year. He was thirty two points ahead of Waller, who was tight end two. Yeah, yeah. like that—that that was how much better he was than everybody else, and he was a hundred points ahead of tight end three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. I mean, he's going to keep that up because that offense is built around Kelsey as the safety valve. Yep. I mean, that's what it is. And when you've got a safety valve that can outrun linebackers and is too big for safeties to handle, you know what? You're going to keep throwing the ball. So, yeah, yeah uh, you know, I had, I had Waller and Kelsey on my fantasy team last year, and I reaped the benefits of that. And, uh, yeah, shout out my guys. and Traded me those guys, and uh, it wasn't me, but I wasn't happy with the people who did. I just want this one, okay? <laughs> the fact that I had Kelsey and Waller <laughs> that's unheard of. <laughs> that's unheard of. And Keenan Allen, you were heavy in the AFC West. I know, <laughs> yeah, you were <laughs> stacked. Um, and Eckler, didn't you? I did have it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was so heavy AFC West. <laughs> I had Herbert at one point, and I flipped him. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, if you want to – let me pick up my mic for this one. If you want to finish in the top three of your fantasy league, because most leagues will give you the, you know, your, your purse out first, second, third, stack the AFC West. Oh, 100%. Stack the AFC West. <laughs> it's so loaded. It's a, it's, it's, it's a cheat code. It's Actually, a cheat code. If you just do a, if you just pick from AFC West and NFC West, you'll just be just fine. Yeah. yeah. If you only pick West Coast teams. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, last episode we said that um, there are only really, I mean, Broncos and Raiders, right? There's only yeah. a handful of guys. You could make that argument, too, with the Chiefs and Chargers. But the their handful of guys are like top five in every category. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah. You you can make the argument. Well, there's only like four guys I can think of. Yeah. 
that's enough. That's all you need. So <laughs> they're four of the best guys in their position. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, look. yeah. I think we hit Kelsey yep. enough there. Career year, he'll yeah. see a little bit of regression, but hey, he'll he'll be tight end one. Yeah, he'll be tight end one. He's yep. gone. He's done. 15, 18, 15, 20 in the last four years in points per game. So, I mean, he's on the same route as Terry Hill. So, you can't say if Hill does good, Kelsey does bad. They both do good if Mahomes does good, and they both have a little regression. Mahomes has a little regression. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> draft, draft Kelsey as a wide receiver. Yeah. Wide, wide receiver draft, four. Draft yes. him as wide receiver four, because that's where he would have finished amongst wide receivers. I hate to go though, the, the, You're going to have to pay a premium, though, because people are all over Kelsey this year, right? Like, yeah. I've heard – we, we posted a question about it on our TikTok today. Uh, at Fantasy Football Thoughts. Go follow us there. Um, yeah, someone had mentioned in our comments they'd seen him go as high as pick four overall, which is insane. We're not suggesting that, uh, but we said in the video, like, the ideal place to draft him is that wide receiver four range, which is like that early to mid-second round. It's not mid-second round, but it's not right at yep. second round, but with how people are valuing Kelsey and his inflation value, or his inflated value right now, the one-two turn. Yep. Yeah. You could still get a guy like Nick Chubb mm-hmm. if Jonathan Taylor's still on the board, Aaron Jones. I'd even be able – I'm willing to do Austin Eckler. Yeah, I've seen Zeke fall that, that, that far. Yeah. You do that and you get Kelsey on the turn? Oh, sheesh. That's very good. That's good. That's good. That's so, really good. anyways, we can move on now. I just had to add that there yeah. too. I, I, we'll just – I'll ask one question with Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey. Are those three tight ends that you're all treating as wide receivers? Yes. Well, I'm only treating Kelsey as wide receiver. I love, I'm really high on Kittle and I'm really high on Waller, but they just don't have the same consistency that Kelsey does. Because Kelsey is, Kelsey last year was at minimum 15 points a game. Yeah. Like he did not have a week where he was, I don't think he had a week under double digits, yep. which is unheard of for tight ends because yeah. 80% of your tight ends don't even score over double digits. Right. So that, that would be the reason I treat him as a wide receiver. And I'm like looking more at Kittle. Kittle and Waller, I don't treat them as wide receivers, but they're on that on that edge. Of... Sure. Yeah, I. It's tough. I. I'm drafting them around that same range, yeah. though, as if I were to. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not treating them like it, but that's because I think their value is probably about. I I, I don't question their value mm-hmm. with where they're going. So. Uh, all right. Let's move on to um, one of our. Favorite bounce back candidates of fantasy and Clyde Edwards Elaire. Love CH. Um, let's see. I'll give you this little stat, and then we'll move into a little bit of uh, discussion. Um, from weeks one through six, CH finished as running back eleven. Yes. Or was fit, was on or was at running back eleven. Mm. Then they added Le'Veon Bell, and from week seven to seventeen. CH was running back 37. Oh, that pains like me. As hurts. someone who took him in the first round last yeah. year, that pains me. Yep. Oh. Um, and that ended up putting him at running back 22 then on the season. Um, guys, just – one of you guys just answered this. Why is he a bounce-back candidate? First half of the season, he's a top-10 running back. Weeks one through nine, I believe. He was running back nine. Mm-hmm. Um it was there. Uh, look, I haven't been running back 13, so clearly I believe in him. Um, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell essentially nerfed that value, took any momentum 
he oh, had and yeah. just Andy Reid said, yeah, you know what, screw it. Um, Andy Reid running backs have just been so, so successful in fantasy football. Yeah. Yep. DeMarco Murray, LaShawn McCoy, Kareem Hunt, all have been top five running backs. Uh, and gosh, I wish I would have held on to the, uh, the Andy Reid measure with running backs, but I want to say like the most common finish for Andy Reid running backs was like running back six. Um, and it, it's, it's irrefutable. Like yeah. Clyde Edwards E. Lair is in a system that's high volume. It's an efficient offense. It, there's proven to be successful running backs. Uh, Andy Reid last year called Ed, Clyde Edwards E. Lair one of the best, one of the best running backs he's seen. Or he was comparable to Brian Westbrook, which that's an insane compliment. Yeah, yeah. That's an insane compliment. So Clyde Edwards-Hiller has every reason in the world to finish inside the top 10 running backs this yeah. season. I, I, I am at 13 because I don't – there's a lot of guys in that top 10 that I think have really good odds to to fight for um, you know their spot there. But, man, um, it's really tough to – to not think highly of a bounce back season for Clyde. For sure. You agree with that? Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, he averaged 16 points a game in the first six weeks. And if you average that out, he's wide receiver – or he's running back eight over the whole year. Yeah. So, I mean, and he – like you said, he's in a system that is too good to fail. Yeah. Like, unless something crazy happens, like last year they bring in Le'Veon Bell, he's in a system where it's too good to fail. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You taking him or Najee Harris? Najee Harris is going ahead of Clyde edwards right now. That's criminal. I'm a Claude Edwards Elaire. Yeah. 24-7-365. Even, even in Dynasty take the Lair because Alaire is a year younger than Najee. Yeah. 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 So don't just think Najee's a rookie. Najee's a twenty three year old rookie. He's old. He's an old rookie. So Yeah. Uh, it's it's insane. Some of the other guys that are going ahead yeah. of C E H right now. hundred um, percent. One of the be- one of the better values of your draft. Yeah. And I think that'll wrap up the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, that's just the four guys you really need to worry about. I mean, Nicole Hardman is gonna be a waiver ad. You maybe a late round flyer. Maybe he'll be your second round. or last pick. If he figures it out, he'll be good. But he just hasn't. So yeah, he's he's like he's kind of like we were talking about John Brown. You give him two weeks, and if he's nothing, you drop him. Yep. Yeah. Um, other than that, any other Chiefs player will be on waivers, and they'll show up yep. when somebody gets injured or it's and when they have their one big week, and then somebody adds them, and then they point up, put up like point oh nine the yep. next week, and you're like, oh wow. Good thing I didn't do that. All right, I better drop him for the next hot guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so with that, we will move on to the L.A. Chargers with new head coach Brandon Staley, new offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. Lots of change. Lots of change happening in L.A., and it's all good change. Mm -hmm. It is. That's Uh, true. um, Let's start with (laughs) – I agree. (laughs) I I concur. Let's start with the offensive rookie of the year last year, um, Justin Jefferson. See, I was going to say, oh. our, um, you know, I don't, I don't. The faker. They don't ask me these things. They have other people that vote on. They we, we don't get a vote. We don't get a vote. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> right, right. On the up and up. Um, Justin Herbert um, going into his second year uh, with the Chargers, the franchise quarterback for the team. Um, Cam, give me your give me your thoughts on Herbert this year. Is there a chance we see the sophomore slump or that sophomore regression? Do you think he still puts up another top ten campaign? What do you think? I think he'd be top ten. I just don't think he outscores what he did. I mean, he was he was so good, but I Thank just you. don't think he's going to outscore. 
Yeah, and Lucas has got the stats. So that's why I kept it short. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so, so here's the thing with Herbert, right? And it's not even like that I don't like I Herbert. I really like Herbert. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he's going to be a fine option this season. I'm just trying to, like, tamper my expectations for what reality is probably actually going to be this season. Um, he's going as quarterback seven right now. He finished as quarterback nine last season. Uh, I have him at quarterback 10 personally, mm-hmm. um, and we did an overpriced player series on our Instagram. Go follow uh, at the FF fellas. Uh, I actually debated putting Justin Herbert as an overpriced player in drafts right now. Um, I'm just going to read you off his stats. 2020 is QB nine fantasy points, um, total fantasy points and fantasy points per game uh, over 4,300 passing yards, which was six amongst QBs, 31 passing TDs, 10th amongst QBs. Uh, 595 passing attempts, fourth amongst QBs, five rushing TDs, which was seventh amongst QBs, 55 rushing attempts, which actually kind of surprised me, which was 10th amongst QBs. Eckler's back for a full season. Mm-hmm. So I could see how with, with Eckler being a, you know, a pass dominant back, not as much on the ground. Um, I could see where that might help Herbert a bit. I'm going to say it actually takes away from Herbert a little bit. I want to think they use Austin Eckler in the ground game more that way. Um, I just, I'm just not comfortable betting he's gonna like just blast past last season's numbers. I'm just not comfortable saying that. I just don't know in what world like we see this leap from QB nine to QB seven because those guys are gonna have to jump to get to QB seven in, in no particular order. Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You could talk me into like maybe one or two of those guys that he that he jumps, um, but as of right now, I have Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson all ahead of Justin Herbert. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'm not saying Herbert's going to see regression this season. I'm not saying he's a bad pick. What yeah. I am saying is just we just need to tamper expectations with where his ADP is. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's I'm just like quarterback six right now, right? Right. Yeah, it's quarterback seven. Yeah, he, young, talented QB, has upside, shows he can get it done on the big stage NFL level. It's just just trying to view this ADP from a more realistic standpoint of what is your return on investment at quarterback seven? And I think it's probably going to be quarterback nine again. Yeah. Even though I have him at 10. Yeah, just a little, not necessarily off topic, but uh, Dak Prescott didn't play last year. And I don't have, you know, what he was on pace for, but it was for sure on pace for another top 10, arguably top five season. Oh, Dak was on pace for top one. Yeah. Dak was going to be won by a, a mile. Lot, a, lot. a mile. Yeah. He was putting up 27 points per game. So if Dak stays healthy last year, Herbert is like quarterback 10, right? Right. And you know, I get it. You don't use that kind of that metric for where you rank him this year yeah. or whatnot. But the fact that you can name off, I mean, that there were 10 quarterbacks in what was a stellar season for Herbert last year, it just makes me pump the brakes on thinking that Herbert's a, a top – I mean, he'll be 12, 11, 10. Yeah. There's – I don't think – 9 and 8, there's a slim chance top 7 is where it gets very, very – Slim and very hard to see him yeah. getting into there. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he only finished like he only finished one point ahead of Lamar last year. Oh. And Lamar was awful for the first eight weeks of the year. Man. You know, 
And Lamar Jackson's going to finish ahead of him yeah. this year. Yeah. So it's just, he's going. There's going to be quarterbacks like that that are going to finish ahead of him. So, yeah. I think that's enough on Herbert. Yep, I mean, sure. he's yeah. still he's still a starting quarterback. Don't get a, don't don't, don't get, get that, that twisted. Yes. Yeah. He he's still worthwhile having on your team, but taking him as in that like quarterback seven range, or you could say drafting him like for a ceiling. Yes. Is just a little. Eh, Little, little I draft, problematic. <laughs> I like drafting players who are like smack dab in the middle of their floor and ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes it easy on you. <laughs> um, let's move to Austin Eckler. Who, Austin. Uh, Speaking of guys in between their floors yeah. and ceilings, <laughs> how about that? What a transition that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all uh, we we are all pro Austin Eckler. Absolutely, uh, fantasy players. Um. Cam, give me, give me one reason why you want Austin Eckler on your fantasy team this year. He's just the PPR relevance is unreal. Oh, it's, like, it's, I mean, it's absurd. The PPR upside is just in, incredible. Like he had that year before Melvin Gordon came back, where he was putting thirty points a game. Yeah, I mean it was, it was insane. But that's just because that's what he can do. He can once he has the ball in his hands, he's electric. And yeah. so. You know that he can do it. It's just if he can stay healthy. I mean, he's a smaller guy, so that's that's one of your bigger concerns. But if as long as he stays healthy, it's really hard to bet against him. And in that offense, I mean, because he's got Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, and there are reports, separate reports saying either one of them could get cut. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that that's how close they are, how far away they are from Eckler. Like that is his backfield alone. So he's going to have volume. He's going to get receptions. He's He's one of those guys in the talks for the 75-plus receptions. Yeah. And as running back, that's that's hard to beat. And so – Yeah, I think if he passes – I think he passes that no question this yeah. season, honestly. Um, in 12 games – well, he played 10 games last season. Mm-hmm. Receiving numbers, 65 targets, which was eighth amongst running backs in 10 games. He didn't play six games. He was still eighth amongst running backs. Uh, 54 receptions, sixth amongst running backs in 10 games. In 10 games. He had 403 receiving yards, which was fourth amongst running backs in 10 games. Man, I, he's going to see north of 75 receptions this For season. Sure. The unfortunate thing with Eckler is that his, his limited rushing um, uh, efficiency uh, or his usage in the rushing game uh, is a detriment to his value yeah. more than it is a positive thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I, like, that probably caps his ceiling. Uh, like wide receiver five or, or not wide receiver running back five or six probably yeah, you could say wide receiver yeah though, that's man. true with how much he's involved right uh, i mean it probably caps the ceiling uh, yeah. like running back five or six but his floor with that kind of receiving volume yep running back 15 at the lowest For right sure. and if you're getting Very him as running back 10 i okay 24 7 365 i'm tasting i'm taking off some necklace there running okay. back 10. yeah i mean take this as you will but joe lombardi is statistically past happy so yeah. it is going to be you know past central in LA so Eckler will see no I mean there will be no shortage of volume for Eckler yes. in the passing game this year so Definitely. uh let's move on I keep going back to Cam but I think I have to do it one more time do it. Um, this is this is all his I, I've is, been dropping the extra stats is, in there this is his time to shine um since the first episode <laughs> Uh, maybe the second yeah, one. Yeah, maybe but. the second. But anyway. Since the creation of the fellas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, even last year before this was even an idea, mm-hmm. Cam has been pro Keenan Allen 
hundred percent. Almost to the point of like, let's buy a jersey. Let's and and not like not not from overseas. Like yeah, like like a, like a seventy-five dollar investment. Yeah, yeah. Camp, just take it away. Keenan Allen, last year. He's so ready for this. <laughs> 17.5 points per game, which would have put him, if he played all 16 games, right around that Kelsey range. Or right, not, no, like, not that Kelsey range. Right around wide receiver six last year, right? And that's with one game of playing with Tyrod Taylor, who was a bum. Um, <laughs> Keenan Allen. Could, Texans. Couldn't have said it better. Keenan <laughs> Allen has been labeled as injury prone. Because of 2015-2016 seasons where he missed a total of 24 games. However, since 2017, so the last four seasons, he has only missed, well, let's do the math right, two plus one plus two, five games. That's our LN teacher. That's our teacher. Yes. And in that time, he's averaged 17.8 points per game, 16.3, 16.3, and 17.5. That is consistency. Yeah. yeah, he is going to have more better chemistry with uh, Justin Herbert. Yep, they're going to be throwing him the ball even more because, like you said, in that offense. But the thing that gets me so last year he had 100 catches, 147 yards, only 992 reception or receiving yards. So he averaged 9.9 yards of reception. That's his lowest of his career by almost two yards. Wow. In the three in the four season before that, he had 13.7, 12.3, and 11.5. And then last year was 9.9. So I would assume that that kind of starts bouncing back up. So the yards will come. I mean, he has been over 100, almost, he's at 159 targets, 136, 149, 147 for oh. last four years. I mean, he gets targets, he gets open, he catches everything. So the yards are going to come up. He's been between six and eight touchdowns his whole career. I mean, he is right there for wide receiver five, and he is falling. He's at wide receiver 11 in drafts. I mean, you can take a mid-third. Yeah. Oh, it's absurd. Top five upside. So, I mean, I wouldn't – I can't pass on Keenan Allen. Just listen to these top three players that I've seen – that, I mean, I've had in mock drafts and a lot of other people have done. You take a top five running back in the first round. Mm. The snake back in round two. Take Calvin Ridley. Okay, fine. I mean, you could – it's your preference yeah. at that point. So you have top five running back, Calvin Ridley, and then round three you take Keenan Allen. That's your top three guys. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is un- that's too good to It's move. so good. Like, if, if that were to happen in one of our drafts, I would walk away. I mean, I would care less who's on my team. <laughs> if I had those three guys, I'm winning it all. I'm just like, <laughs> that's how I would walk away. Just ex- – <laughs> to the point where nothing else matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. You get David Montgomery around four on that yeah. range then too <sighs> with that upside. Oh, sorry. We're playing out like total dream scenarios here right now, mm. but like, oh, it'd be, oh, man. Happen. Yeah. They, see, now everyone knows that we want those guys. Mm-hmm. And now oh, I don't care. Them. There's plenty of other guys I want in those rounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Odell first round. <laughs> Um, Baker second. Throw the smoke. <laughs> Throw the smoke. <laughs> I'm a huge Jarvis Landry believer. No, uh, no. How about Chase Claypool? I think oh, early please. third. No, <laughs> top two. Please. Upside. This hurts. It hurts. We're joking. 
We're joking. Uh, yes. Unless you're in a draft with us. Yeah, yeah. Right, then we're not. If you're yeah. drafting <laughs> with us, then we're not. Yep, yep. Um, I think that's really about it on Keenan Allen. I mean, yeah. yep. consistency is his middle name. That's yeah. it. Keenan Consistency open. Allen. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love it. Consistency I love it. with a K. I love it. Bad joke. Um, let's <laughs> move to the other side of the field. Uh, to Mike Williams. Uh-huh. Mike Williams. Who? <sighs> Mr. X-Factor this year. Mr. X-Factor. Um, there was uh, there wasn't even a report. It was literally in a press conference yep. with Joe Lombardi. And he said that Mike Williams will play the X receiver. And we'll see a lot of targets. That's a very broad uh, assumption on Lombardi because obviously you haven't played a game this year at all. Um, but it seems as though this offense in a pass-heavy scheme will have designed plays for Williams, for Allen, and for Eckler out of the backfield. And I, it's just as simple as that, in my mind at least. He's one of my favorite sleeper picks. Yeah. Are you guys uh, – I mean – by no means is he flex or wide receiver three territory. Wide receiver five, four or five, yeah. Yeah. Are we all in agreement with four or five? I mean, he's if, he's, if he's there in like round 13, I'm taking it. Oh, so he's not going until those rounds yeah. anyway. So, so if, I, if I have a chance to take him, I'll take him. Look, he, every year we try and talk ourselves into Mike Williams. And every year I stare him in the face at the end of my draft and I skip over him every year. This might be the year I actually – draft Mike Williams versus overpaying for him during the season after he has his one good week. Do you remember what pick he was drafted at? Number four. No, seven. Seven. I did not realize that. Oh, man. Number seven in 2017. So the thing on Mike Williams, he's had a 1,000-yard season on only 50 catches. He's also had 10 touchdowns on only 40 catches. So – if he can put them together <laughs> yeah. and bring the catches up, he can be fantasy relevant. It's just we got to see him put it together. Yep. Yeah. And I, I by far have him rated the highest out of all of us. Cam I haven't does, even looked. I haven't even looked to Cam, where I have Mike Williams. Recently. You only are up to like you only go to like fifty. 50. I think. <laughs> That's He's not on your fifty. <laughs> Mike Williams is not on your fifty. I have Bell. I probably late fifties. Sixties. Uh, Late sixties. Oh, I gotta yeah. fix that. Yeah, oh, sixty-seven. I just, I despise Mike Williams. And I I'm used now, to. I'm, 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 I'm into him. I, I'm in. I'm on. I'm in on him this year. I uh, after hearing those stats, I really need to change mine too because I have him at forty-two. Ooh. Um, that's that's high. That's high. <laughs> that's high. Um, maybe not early forties, but late forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd put them um, low 50s, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing where I have guys. I think I'd put them low 50s, like 51, 2. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. I was thinking low 50s isn't 59. No, yeah, no. yeah. No, no, I agree with you now. You're going to move them up four spots. <laughs> <laughs> the 59. <laughs> um, Cam, I know that you are uh, a big Paris Campbell guy. Yes. Would you rather have Mike Williams or Paris Campbell? Uh, I'm going to take Mike Williams um, because he's got a clear role in this offense. Sure. Just because Paris Campbell, that whole wide – you have no idea what that wide receiver for. You're throwing darts. Mike yeah. Williams, you know at least – I mean, he'll probably push 100 targets this year. I, I'd like to hope. Yeah. But he's been 90 and 85, so I think he 
Yeah. He, yeah. So you think he pushes 100. So at least you know that he's got something coming his way, whereas Paris Campbell could, but Paris Campbell could also have nothing coming his way. Yeah. yeah. Now for you, Lucas, Mike Williams or Antonio Brown. Uh, no. No. Oh, that's right. too easy. That, it's, too it's, easy. Too easy. it's too easy. It's too easy. Mike Williams or Russell Gage. Oh. Russell Gage. I'm still Russell leaning Gage. Russell Gage. Those, his numbers at the tail end of last season being a top 25 guy, is just, it, it's music to my ears. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen it. Like, I, I've seen it together. I've seen two different seasons of Mike Williams. He hasn't earned my trust yet. And I just – look, I'm not calling Russell Gage Calvin Ridley, but we've seen wide receiver twos in Atlanta, you know, excel before. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting my odds there. Yeah. I think uh, my if I didn't do Tyreek as my hot take, my other my backup plan was that Mike Williams is going to be the new Corey Davis. That's an interesting one. I can see it solely because it is a first round draft pick oh, yeah. who just has never been able to kind of get it going in the first three years, and then the last year with yeah. the team, he puts up consistent numbers or not really consistent numbers. More productive or more production enough numbers to get a contract. Yep. Yep. And somehow find flex territory in fantasy. That was my backup plan. And uh, I'm back at Mike Williams at 43 because of that. (laughs) Kidding. 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 He might be top 20 now. (laughs) Ceiling. Ceiling. Yeah. We haven't, have we done uh, Chargers Instagram posts yet? No, we have no. player spotlights or whatever. We have not. The well, we might by the time this comes out. That ceiling better be in the teens, okay? <laughs> if it's not, I'm protesting. I'm protesting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, that's really about it for charter, relevant tra- Chargers players. No Jared Cook love? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to say, whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, maybe Cook is a red zone guy, but it's going to be like be Jimmy Graham last year. Not not Jimmy draftable year. streaming yeah. option when you're tight end as a bye week. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess something else to watch is the wide receiver three competition in L.A. between Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, and Tyron Johnson. More so just if one of those guys drops. Because they – I mean, Keenan Allen is not injury prone. We we went through that. Mike Williams is not injury prone, but they can they can miss they can a be games. injured. They can miss a game or two. Yeah. <laughs> and when that, I mean, I suffered from this last year in the playoffs that Keenan Allen got hurt and then decided and then was going to return, but then was on a snap count, mm-hmm. and I lost my fantasy playoff match because of it. And I had guess what? I had Tyron. Johnson on my bench. You did. It's true. I'm not upset or anything, but still a little <laughs> salty. I will admit. But like I said, the only reason why you pay attention to those three receivers, Palmer Guyton and Johnson, is in case one of those guys is out for a game and he's and those guys are just streaming or mm-hmm. streaming options. That's yep. it. That's it. So um so with that. We're going to move on to our one of our favorite segments. Yes! It's our mailbag. It's mailbag. our mailbag. Um, we, post, um, we post on our Instagram story. I wonder if we uh, expand a little bit. We go on to, like, Facebook or TikTok. 
regardless, we'll talk about that later. Hey, we have one posted on TikTok. You just got to visit our profile and actually go scroll down. It says, got questions. Drop yep. them in the comments. Sir. Yep. So you can find us, find our, uh, our mailbox on our social media, and you can drop in your questions there. We'd love mm-hmm. to answer them. We'd love to talk about them for you and for everyone else because for sure, all advice is good advice. Kind of. Maybe not. <laughs> I digress. You can ask anything you want. This is <laughs> yes. all fair game here within a certain reason. limitation. Yeah, within good yeah. reason, yes. Football, non-football. Ask us. Within good reason. Yeah. So uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a couple questions here. Um, gentlemen, we're going to start with a question from uh, McLovin's bro. Oh, McLovin's brother messaging it again. I love yeah. it. He yeah. is our most consistent viewer. I love it. <laughs> it's him or Alan Jackson flipped. One oh, of those two. They're always on it. They are. Uh, McLovin's bro asks, what's your hardest player to rank in fantasy this year? Ooh, this is an easy one for me. All right, go ahead and answer this, it. Look at my DeAndre screen. Swift. Oh, sure. At yeah. The hardest for me. Yeah. And because it's it's just straight smoke grenades coming out of uh, Detroit <laughs> right now. It, it, that's what it is. I don't know what to believe, man. Uh, one week, uh, it's, uh, just today, this is what we didn't mention in our news headlines on uh, Tuesday. Uh, they, uh, gosh, I was offensive coordinator came out and said, oh, yeah, you want to get your star players at least 25 touches a game, referring to DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. What happened to 1A and 1B, man? What, ha- what happened to Hot Hand? Oh, come on. What, ha- what do I do <laughs> with DeAndre serious? Swift? Is Are he top 12 or is he top 20? Who knows? I have men running back 17 right now, and I, I don't know if that's too high or too low. I'm on the verge of too high. Yeah. My... Sorry, had to go on a rant, but oh, oh, Detroit. Like, thank you. You're, you're like, thank you for helping us win the division a little bit easier. But like, yeah. For fantasy, I, I want to be a Swift believer. I do. I want to be a Swifty. Can I say that? Like, can I like, can I take, can I take a Taylor Swift fandom club and turn it into a DeAndre Swift thing? I want to be a Swifty. But I just, I just can't. I just can't right now. You're killing a brother over here, Detroit. Spare this man. I've been on since the first day of the pod. Um, Saquon. That's a good one too. I want. I want to put Saquon on top four. Like I do. Like after his rookie season, like I know how good he is, but he. I don't know when he's going to return to full health. Yeah. And I'm not going to. I don't want to spend a first round pick on a guy that might miss five games. Is he any good with Daniel Jones? Do we know exactly? So he's with up. And then the other, the other one was Julio. Julio's a good one too. Are you going to take Julio? I'll I'll add whatever you don't talk about. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say just Julio. So you also you, you can talk about it then. Oh, so you're just Saquon? Yeah, I'll I just do okay. Saquon. Oh, okay. I I heard a wind just blow. Julio. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, mine is Julio and AJ Brown, but that's only because they're teammates. Yeah. I don't know. I I have the hardest time believing that A.J. Brown is still wide receiver one for the Titans when Julio Jones is in your building. Yeah. I don't, like... The wheels have to fall off. Like, they have to completely fall off. Like, Julio is just that good, right? And I see a lot of fantasy rankings and redrafts. Yes, in Dynasty, you can make the argument just because Julio is 32, 31. 31. Knocking on the door, 32, yeah. Yeah, and then A.J. Brown's 24. Yeah. 25 so obviously age is a factor in that but in redrafts i 
we've talked about this so many times before. You take Julio, if you already have a, a bona fide wide receiver one, you take A.J. Brown if you're kind of going with the, you know, two, you know, solid wide receivers. Um, like I said, something about saying that Julio Jones is wide receiver two, I'm just not ready to say that yet. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, there's nothing about it to me that is clear. That is clear enough to say that Asia Brown is one and Julio is two. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know with those guys, and I don't, I don't know with really any of your guys either. Yeah. I mean, join the Swifties. Yep, yeah, join the Swifties and go get quads like Saquon. Can I say that? I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. You got that's dedication to the weight room. That's dedication to leg day. That's yeah. what that is. Uh, let's stay in Tennessee. Because we got a question about uh, some like Tennessee players from yep. Martin underscore Ethan eleven, and he asked, "I have Julio and Julio Jones, of course, and Derrick Henry on the same team. Is it smart to keep both, or should I trade one of them?" What do you? Well, I mean, like if it's a redraft, I'm keeping both. Um, yeah. If you're in dynasty, maybe look to flip one, but but I I, just, I got. I can't oh. say that because I'm in a dynasty draft and I just drafted both. So they're not, um, a, they're, they're not a detriment to each other. No, they're really not. They're they're going to be a run heavy team. Yeah. AJ Brown did just fine, and Ryan Tannehill has clearly been a certain. Like, yeah. I almost said serviceable. He's been a great quarterback for yeah. the for the Titans. So I don't see why they. I don't think they hurt each other enough mm-hmm. to think twice about it. Really, it's like the Cowboys. Does Zeke Elliott really hurt Amari Cooper's value? Hurt CeeDee Lamb's value all that much? If anything, it probably helps it. Right. Bingo. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Redraft, keep both. Dynasty, maybe flip Julio. Just That's an age thing. It's an age thing for that. But I would only flip Julio if you can get good value from Julio. Like, I wouldn't take pennies on the dollar for Julio. No. No. Not at all. So, I think, yeah, I think that one's solid there. Um Let's go to the NFC East. We've got a question from uh, Geo Burr Zero. He, he asks, does Terry McLaurin have top eight potential? Ooh. Oh, I think so. Yeah, he does. With Fitzpatrick, 100%. The way Fitzpatrick throws the ball around the field, yes. Mm-hmm. What would you say are your guys' percentage, like splits? like That he gets into the top eight? Doesn't. Ooh, let's see. Let's see who I got. Well, with Michael Thomas out, that actually makes it a little more likely. I was going to say, Thomas makes it help. It helps oh, I'm going to go 38 <laughs> 38% that he does and 62 that he doesn't. Yep. Uh, man, I'm really close. I think, I think I'm that 40-60 split, too. Yep. Of 40% he does, 60% he doesn't. I, I, man, I want to be closer though. I want to say 50 50 only because I'm really starting to not be a believer of DK Metcalf anymore. Mm-hmm. And yep, with yeah, the yeah. more DK Metcalf falls in my mind, the more mm-hmm. likely someone like a Amari Cooper, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin steps up into that top yeah, eight. For sure. There's a lot of guys fighting for that spot. So I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick 60, 60% he's out, 40% he's in. But man, with MT gone and or with MT not playing for a while and DK yeah. Metcalf, I, man, I cannot wait for DK. We're getting a DK Metcalf monologue next week. I hope. Yes. I hope we all know. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. Anyways, yeah, no, I. It's there. The potential's there. Yeah, I, I think that was literally the question. Yeah, 
I I have a, a 35 65 split on it. That's yeah. I thought I thought 40 60 40 that he does 60 that he doesn't was a little rich. And that 30 70 was way way under or no under over underestimated under a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um so I just split it right down the middle. Um and I think another reason for that some of, I mean there are two receiver I there's only one guy really that I think has a better chance of finishing top eight over McLaurin. That's currently not really in that top eight range right now. That's Allen Robinson. That's another one too. You mm-hmm. could throw in there. Yeah. Um, I would give Allen Robinson the 50, 50 nod, but I would give McLaurin that 35, 40 kind of split there. So definitely does have it. Yep. Um, it's just a matter of, what's around him and how he actually produces in that offense. For so. sure. Fitzpatrick helps though, man. That's for sure. For sure. Without a doubt. And Curtis Samuel. And Curtis Samuel. That helps. Um, and our last question is going to come from another very consistent viewer and listener of the show. Alan Jackson flipped. He asks, what's the best round to draft your starting quarterback? After round six. Uh, false. Unless if their name is Kyler Murray this year. Yes. After round six. Mm-hmm. I would say end of round five is when I would start looking at Mahomes and Allen and Murray. Yeah. I think. But, I mean, it, like, also, it, the thing is, if you go on a quarterback run, if there's a quarterback run, you can still wait for a quarterback. That's the problem. Every draft I've ever been in, there's a quarterback run. Yes. And where they're going in – you know, actual mock drafts and whatnot. As soon as someone takes Mahomes, Josh Allen has gone the next round. Kyler Murray's gone the next round. And then it's Dak, Lamar, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, yeah. if he plays all within 10 picks of each other. Yeah. My thing is I will never be able to take Mahomes because he just goes so early. Exactly. Like I, if I could get Mahomes in the, like the, if I actually, if I could get Mahomes in the beginning of the fifth, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Or end of the, Maybe even end the fourth. I would. Like Mahomes is so good, but it depends who's also on the board too. You right, know, right. right? Like if it's like I'm like picking between like Josh Jacobs and like Tyler Lockett, I might go Mahomes. But if like there's like a lot of times there's a lot of players that fall through the cracks that I really like who I can get there. So yeah, I was gonna say like you got like a, you got what like pick mm-hmm. eleven or nine right before the turn mm-hmm. in at the end of the fourth. Yeah. And you're like, there's three receivers that I really like, but I can't really yeah. choose between the three. And my Holmes is still there, which may may not happen, but it yeah. is hypothetical. Yeah, take my Holmes. Yeah, and let the let the guy behind you figure out which wide receiver you're going to take, because you're good. You're guaranteed to get one of those three. Again, in the hypothetical, you're uh-huh. guaranteed to get one of those three. So, yeah. Yeah. one one other thing too, don't be the person going into your draft though too that's just going to bank on a late round quarterback. It never works. It never works because I've done that two years now and I've been stuck with guys that I've just had to fight with. I drafted Ben Roethlisberger as my starting quarterback in the league last season. Yeah, that was a mistake because I waited I waited far too long. I waited far too long on yeah. quarterback. So you don't want to be the, the, the guy You should have one before round 10 is over. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a gift if you get one there. Before round nine, I think. Yeah, too. yeah. right. Ryan Tannehill, I think, is the only guy going in that round 10 range right now. 
Yeah. And even then, like, I, his ADP is going to shoot up by the time draft starts. Yeah, and, and if August. people in your league watch this podcast, they'll be taking him away earlier. So. They'll, 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 they'll <laughs> heard me say that Josh Allen or uh, Ryan Tannehill's this year's Josh Allen of last year. So. Oh, did I say that on the pod? Yes, you did. Oh. I think you just said it just now. Well, I he did said just it. now. You were gone. Oh, it was. The it was. It was. I'm like, I know I said it, yep. and I was hesitant to because I didn't want to. I was. I was so anti being on the Tano, the, the Tannehill wagon, yeah, uh, that Tannehill hype train. I was so hesitant because he was such a trendy pick for everybody. But then I looked at the numbers. I'm like, it's irrefutable. I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. not speak truth to the people. Yeah, sure. That's all that we give you. All it's we truth. Give you. So. There you go. Um, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Uh, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for listening to our AFC West breakdown. Um, tune in next week where we will break down the NFC West. That the last breakdown the episode. The last mm-hmm. breakdown episode. And man, oh man, did we save the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> man. Those might be longer episodes. Those will definitely be a little bit on the longer side. So um, we need our social media handles. We're on Twitter at FFFellas. We're on Instagram at the FFFellas. Hey, we're on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok as well. Fantasy Football Fellas, if you want even more fun daily fantasy football content, go on to TikTok. Um, it's not even just clips from the podcast. It's other things we don't even get to on the podcast mm-hmm. or fun player comps like why draft dj Moore in the fifth and you get robbie anderson in the eighth things we don't things we don't get to really talk about as much that we just put on the tiktok lots of great content there you want to give them a little tease about the nfc west with a particular wide receiver of what dk metcalf oh why draft dk metcalf when you can draft tyler lockett three rounds later or aj green 14 rounds later Of course, that's what we end the episode on. Deuces. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next week. Deuces. Deuces. Thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media, FF Fellows on Twitter, the FF Fellows on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellows there. Uh, same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights to any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I uh, got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, all sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.